Hello and welcome to another great episode of Esports Connected. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten, and it's my pleasure to welcome Jason Lepine to the show. Hi, Jason. Hi, Megan. How are you today? I'm really good. Jason, for those of you that are listening, are, is the founder and CEO of X Gaming. Um, Jason, tell us a little bit about X Gaming. Yes. Um, well, XP Gaming is a connector oh, of the video. No worries. Um, yes. XP, for those who might recognize it, just stands for experience points. It's a little throwback to the video game world of collecting experience points to level up. Um, so XP Gaming at its core is a connector for the video game industry, uh, game development and esports. And currently uh, we support, uh, we help bridge the gaps in the industry from students who are interested in the gaming sector. We help educate them on the job opportunities. We help connect them to colleges and universities. So that's through XP Gaming education initiative. Then we have our XP um, game jobs initiative, which helps uh, individuals find work in the video game and esports industry. And then finally, uh, there is our flagship event, the XP Game Developer Summit, which is our B2B event that helps uh, expand in professionals networks and fosters business deals in the game development and esports industries. And that has done very well because you learned um, and for a lot of people that don't know, the very first gaming expo in Canada was uh, Consumer Expo, um, the EGLX. And uh, that was a B2C where, you know, you kind of got uh, some of your stripes, right? Yeah, that was uh, very much my entry point when I started making my career in the gaming industry was uh, for a startup at the time called Enthusiast Gaming. And there we built EGLX. It stood for Enthusiast Gaming Live Expo. Uh, and it became Canada's largest video game expo. Um, and that was launched originally the first iteration, if I remember correctly, was 2015. And it was a small grassroots movement uh, of a few gaming communities coming together, a few esports communities. And that grew to 30,000 attendees over the um, following three years. And it's actually through that event that I recognized that there were gaps in the video game industry when it came to the business side. Uh, so that is um, a gap I wanted to address. And so uh, my next project after EGLX was building the XP Game Developer Summit and eventually the company now, XP Gaming. Well, well, you're a man after my own heart. I love B2B gaming. <laughs> I love B2B business, um, gaming events, I should say, and, and Scrum Masters. Where did you learn that? <laughs> yeah, so I, I did get my Scrum Master certification over the pandemic. Um, so as you know, events was, uh, uh, the event world was thrown into um, quite the spin with uh, during the pandemic. And so while we did pivot and do some virtual events, I was thinking of ways to just kind of polish off my skills. And one of those ways was um, I have a few friends who are scrum masters or and have that certification. And so I went for it, I took the certification. I, I had seen it being used before um, with a lot of tech teams I worked with. Uh, so I got that. And while the types of projects we work on are not tech where I think that um, we're scrum, the scrum process I, I often associate with, uh, we still use some of it. Like, the daily stand-up process, for example, every morning, especially as we get closer to events, we um, we have a lot of moving parts to the project, and those daily stand-ups really help keep the team focused and remove obstacles from from meeting our uh, deadlines. 
They really do. Um, I We use Scrum here. Um, and as we get closer to our event, Esports Next, we do them five days a week. And then when we're during our off season, we uh, do Scrums twice a week. For those of, of you that aren't listening or that aren't, that aren't here or don't know, do you want to um, tell our friends what Scrums are? Because I don't know if everyone knows what they are. Um. That's a good question because I think you'll get a different answer depending because there's so many, um, you know, the the scrum methodology is just kind of one aspect of, of the greater agile um, project management project management framework. And um, some institutions, some companies have a dedicated scrum master uh, that can really help organize and shape the team and, and the project. Whereas I see a lot of other project managers borrow elements of yeah. Scrum, which mm -hmm. is more so what I do. <laughs> I'm not, a, a full, I, I don't do the full uh, Scrum Master Initiative. So, um, and the, I feel like this is a bit of a pop quiz because now we're going back a few years for when I take the exam. But in general, uh, what we do with the standup, it's the team gets together in the morning, first thing usually, and it's a quick update. Okay, here's what I worked on yesterday. Here's what I'm working on today. Here are the challenges. And um, it takes a while for people to get used to that. It's not a status, not so much a status update to, to kind of discuss and um, solve problems. It's really to for the team to connect, kind of identify flags. And if any uh, red flags or challenges are identified in that meeting, then we can schedule a meeting outside of that morning scrum to uh, to address that and make sure that everything is moving as it should be. And I think the real beauty of a scrum is just connecting in the morning, um, you know, getting the what's so in, you know, your teammates world is mm -hmm. just so incredible. Um, I have the hardest time with our scrums, keeping them 15 minutes. I think that is the, what, what do you know the time range of a scrum? I don't mean to put you like, uh, but I, I think it's no longer than 30, no less yeah. than 15, I'm, but I'm not for sure. Ours yeah. are 15 and my whole team is always like, oh God. Can you please keep it to 15? So they like know when my next appointment is and they do it right before it. So they know I have to stick to the 15 because it's just so fun to connect. Yeah, I think it very much depends on the team size. That makes a pretty big difference. Sure. Um, I recall that the goal is to keep it short and sweet. Yes. Um, so we do aim, um, we book it for 15 minutes in the morning, but I try, I personally try to get it under 10 minutes. And so that, because I, as soon as we start having too much conversation or going into like, cause it's right. very easy for someone to say, Oh, it I know is. how to solve that. Have you tried this? Right. Like, no, no, no. That's not the point yeah. of this meeting. Let's park that. <laughs> That's great. You know what we don't do that we should is we should have one person be the master. Um, and I think mm -hmm. I know already who it should be. So thank you. What a great, uh, what a great takeaway already. So let's talk a little bit about your event. It's, you know, um, very exciting because it's also, I believe, the launch of the Esports Trade Association Toronto chapter, August 20th and 21st. And I'd love for you to just like walk us through, you know, um, who should be there and why. Absolutely. Um, so what's very exciting with the XP Game Developer Summit specifically. Um, it, it's focused out of um, focused on Canada first in the sense that Canada is a massive 
video game industry. There's almost a thousand studios here. And a lot of people don't know that. It's the third largest, biggest game community in the world. And we don't really have a, a way to get organized as a country so that anyone coming from outside of Canada or even inside Canada to, to connect and get together and understand um, and identify kind of business needs and do uh, business deals. So that is what the XP Game Developer Summit is at its core. It, it's bringing all of the Canadian gaming industry together and acting as a, a drop point for anyone coming in from outside of Canada to go there. Um, now, who should attend and what's it for? Um, we have a few different demographics. So at it, uh, we started very much focused on the game development side where our audience were indie developers. Um, so developers working on smaller budget games that are either looking for, for funding deals, um, marketing services, looking to showcase their games, expand their network, learn from the larger studios. Uh, we've since expanded. We have a lot more AAA partners now uh, that are part of the show, um, helping support the indie community, uh, sharing more knowledge from their studios. And new to this year is the esports lounge uh, that is part of the show. And here uh, in the esports lounge, attendees can expect to hear talks on kind of the latest trends in esports. Right now, there's it's a very different time in esports around the conversations that are being had. There's a lot of struggles in the industry right now, which is very different than where we were just before the pandemic when there was a lot of hype and, and the industry was growing very fast. Now we're seeing uh, a few years later, there's been some challenges. And just like any industry, I think the industry is kind of settling and, and finding its place. So a lot of the content is, that's going to be discussed is going to be around that. Uh, in the esports lounge, there will also be networking opportunities. So I would say uh, the audience for the lounge is any business currently operating in the esports world or anyone who is interested in connecting to esports companies. That is really the core of that lounge is to foster those connections. So if you if you work in esports, if you identify that you work in esports in anywhere, you want to learn more about esports and connect with esports companies, uh, the show is for you. Well, that's great to know. And it's April 19th and 20th? Uh, 20th and 21st. So that is a Thursday and Friday. Perfect. And what's very exciting is there's a lot of happening uh, that week in the video game community here in Toronto. Um, so uh, we have, I think they have, yeah, they have announced, we have the Canada Game Award that is taking place Thursday, Friday. That is um, not our show. We're not, uh, we're partnered on that, but that's being organized by the uh, Canadian Game Awards organization. And as part of that, they do have um, some esports awards that are given out to uh, to to recognize to individuals and companies in the esports world that deserve recognition for their efforts in the last year. That that's a nice partnership. Um, yep, it's very natural. <laughs> so people will come in uh, for the summit during the day and then the award show, which is in the evening, it kind of gives uh, a nice reason to, after the show's done, you go, you grab some dinner and then you can go to the award show to, to have a good time with the industry. Very cool. And also, I don't want to step over that XP gaming is on a round. You're on a raise. Yes, uh, that's right. So we, we haven't... Um, been too loud about it yet. So we're just getting started. Um, so we've had, uh, as I mentioned, quite a few successes last year, and uh, we're very much in a growth and growth stage in 2023. And for that, we're um, opening it up to uh, investment opportunities. So um, that that's something that is just starting. It's very fresh, brand new news uh, that, uh, yes, XP Gaming is uh, 
currently raising capital. And um, you're the contact for that, right? You have the pitch deck, you're all set and you're ready to roll. Yeah, absolutely. So any, anyone who would be interested uh, in getting in touch, I'd be the best contact for that. Um, I don't know if my information can be shared anywhere, um, but I'd to share that with you, uh, Megan. And uh, yeah, we have some very exciting plans, um, like expanding to new markets. I, I was just thinking if it was announced yet, and it has not been announced yet, so I, I'll just hold off on saying that. But we are expanding uh, the XP Game Developer Summit to new markets, and we have a lot more initiatives um, planned for 2023 in our game education and game jobs pillars of the company. So who would want to invest into XP Gaming? I would say anyone who is interested in uh, in the video game industry, who is believing in the rapid growth of the industry. Over the last 10 years, the uh, video games has been the fastest growing media industry out of all of them, faster than film, television, music. And it's projected to continue to grow over the next um over the next 10 years. Now I'll hold off on my pitch of the company, um, but anyone who basically wants to be a part of that at the ground level, XP Gaming has some very ambitious plans um, to really help be the backbone of the video game industry and provide a lot of support structure to close the gaps, as I mentioned earlier, in the education, recruitment, and business pillars. Um, that's what we're out there to solve. It's an industry that grew very fast. There's a lot of gaps there, and we're not really seeing anyone tackling this right now. So that's what we're addressing. Well, Jason, you know, I really appreciate that you're sharing that here on the show and we'll be live next week, which it won't be too late for people to head over to Toronto for your event. And, um, you know, I'm no stranger to elevator pitches. It might be too late for you to pitch at our conference and the world's largest birthday party. We joke because Lindsay Poss's birthday always falls on the, on the day of the esports next. And it's also your birthday then. So we, we certainly hope that you already have your raise by then. But um, we do, you know, always welcome our members. And um, I'm sure I am positive that uh, Toronto esports chapter will have a booth at our conference. So we sure hope that you can make it. And we do so much with um, with the birthday celebration because I just can't even tell you. We get a great big card and everybody signs it. And oh. so many people have. Don't ruin the surprise for me. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. It's just it's just surprising that it's evolved into this. Um, so how has your experience been um, dabbling into the raise? I, I just love hearing about you know, what people learn and why. And then also I'd love to have everyone hear about why one of the biggest, um, I think one of the most important parts that you can bring to an investment or a VC is the team. I'd love to hear more about your people. If you're doing scrums every day, I'm sure you have a great group because it really takes, it really, um, it's a lot to commit to these best practices in running a team. So let's hear a little bit about all that. Yeah. So a few questions in there. I'll address the yeah. team one first. Sure. And uh, I, I think everybody identifies with having a, a superpower. I often see people, they say, well, what's your superpower? You know, every, we all have something that we're good at. And yes. sometimes it's very hard to like quantify, say, putting on a resume I'm good at. Yes. Um, and over the years, I, I think I've come to appreciate that if I had to say, a unique talent I have um, is, is recognizing 
kind of skill, identifying the right place to put someone's skill, like to match up someone's skill to a problem. If that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Um, So this is a lot what I did at my previous company. Uh, Well, that wasn't my company. At the previous company, I worked at Enthusiast Gaming. Um, I came in at the early stage of the company, um, just uh, when they got their first seed round. And I helped build that company by attracting the team and building the yes. first team that we needed. Um, and it was it was a fantastic team to work with um, in, in the sense that just the, the spirit, everybody was all about moving everything forward, being a very collaborative team. And I'm very happy to share that I, I feel I'm finding that very same dynamic with the XP gaming team uh, that has come together over the past uh, two years now. Um, so this year we've actually expanded. We're, uh, we're now about a half a dozen in, in team size. And uh, everyone has a very uh, focused skill for the problem, um, which is perfect because um, it, it's all about, as a team is how we complement each other. And so everyone has their strengths and weaknesses. And as a CEO, it's, it's very important for me to identify, okay, as a team, where are we weak at? Where where do we need to fill the gaps? And that's a very rewarding experience. And outside of that, fostering the talent, uh, managing the talent and growing that. Um, when we're a small team, I, I still have the luxury of knowing everyone on the team and being able to provide yeah. insights and tips on how to grow. And, um, you know, I've, I've gone to see uh, we have a fairly young team and I get to see a lot of our team members develop their skills, develop their confidence, grow as people. Um, and that is just extremely rewarding. Uh, I, I think everyone can, everyone on the team can share how every couple months, because we are faced with so many challenges, um, uh, building a new company, it, it's, it's just very rewarding. I think not just for me, but for everyone on the team. Um, so that's to address the team question. Yeah, I'd also asked, what is it like uh, address, starting the fundraise. Uh, am I correct? You, that was one of your questions, right? It is. It is. Hold that for a second. Um, sure. what I'm hearing too, that I love is when people notice they're good at something. So here you were at enthusiast, in enthusiast gaming and you're enjoying the role, the leadership, the cult, the, the collaboration of the team and the development. And that is, I'm such an advocate for people to be in their strength lane. So one thing that that is really important is when you're in your strength lane, notice that could be your calling and, you know, keep cultivating that. So good for you that that you're really staying in your lane and developing your craft and your art. So, yeah, great. Further to that, I have to say um, that role at Enthusiasts, um, that was a very big life-changing moment for me. Sure. Uh, previously, I was in the corporate world. Uh, I was actually an engineer for for almost a decade. And um, I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I didn't feel, as you said, um, what That's is right. your calling? Yes. And I was trying to figure that out. I was in my, um, my late 20s at the time. And I was trying to figure out what is it that I want to do with my life? I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm not feeling you know, uh, satisfied, fulfilled. And I started thinking, I thought the video game industry is a space I really love. I've always played it, always been passionate about it since I was a kid. I was like, is there an industry? I didn't even know that there was a video game industry in Canada um, or even on the East coast of North America. So I started looking around uh, because otherwise all I knew at the time was really, you know, Nintendo, PlayStation, Xbox. I had no idea that there were all these other studios and how wide the video game industry is supported. And so it's through starting to, to seek out these communities and work opportunities 
that I bumped into uh, at the time, the founder of Enthusiast Gaming, who the company hadn't even been created yet. But I met him at a social meetup and he, he pitched me the idea that he wanted to make a video game event for the Toronto community. He says, we all, we have this amazing community of people online. Wouldn't it be cool if we all got together in person and just had fun talking about video games? I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. I want to yeah. get in on that. Yeah. So for many years after, um, we were working on that part-time. He was full-time, uh, the founder of Enthusiast. I was uh, working on that in my evenings and weekends. And then uh, we just grew that show year over year, what became AGLX. And then he eventually did the whole fundraising, raised capital, and uh, was able to bring me on board full-time. And then I, I was just loving every moment. Like It didn't feel like I was working. I was right. just building something uh, that was just more rewarding and and identifying and figuring out new parts of myself, which was super rewarding, as you say. It really um, is. And I talk to people a lot, you know, my master's in is in, is in industrial organizational psychology. So I have a real uh, passion for helping people find their passion. Burnout is caused from doing something you don't love. I did not know that. That's right. Because People actually would tell me, careful, Jason, you're going to burn out with a lot of the work I was doing before, but I never felt. Exactly. <laughs> now the, the hard part about finding your passion early <laughs> is still maintaining your work-life balance mm -hmm. like anything. And that that's why I always say like, I run toward harmony because we will get out of harmony if we're doing <laughs> too much of what we love. So there's still that work-life balance, but that's why I've never been burned out. I've been thank goodness I've been educated on how to stay in my strength lane. Um, and, and therefore you will prevent burnout. So, yeah. um, the people that are telling you that you might want to just help them find their strength lane. Cause it sounds like that might be your one, you know, one of your, I mean, team development and leadership. I was just listening to, um, John Maxwell this morning and he was talking about, you can't cheerlead your team to success. You have to incorporate processes and systems to actually lift them up and lift the company up. I mean, there's there's only so much you can lead and cheer. Um, so I'd imagine you're, you're a process and system guy being that you're an engineer. So it's just perfect. Yes. And actually in my previous role at Enthusiast, I was leading operations there. And uh, it's a little bit funny because I used to, um, not, I don't want to say complain, but I, I used to butt head a little bit with the CEO there because sure. I was very uh, process oriented right. and we got to do things this way. And at a startup, the CEO is usually pivot or not just, you know, pivot is a triggering word, but sure. we got to change this. We got to do this quick. And uh, so we always butt like that. I'm like, no, no, no. I would push back. But now as the CEO of my company, um, the it's flipped and I'm the one who's often now saying we got to do this. And um, I have some of the managers on my team saying we need processes for this. I was like, yes, yes, yes. I understand we need that, but we also have to move fast. Um, Isn't so that neat <laughs> that you could turn your real life experience into, you know, you know, leadership with empathy, you know, and you could like get their world and, you know, obviously the scrums. I just, I love talking to masters, um, you know, around leadership and what, I mean, you've had quite a career. So already, and, and you've really taken advantage of, of all these uh, favorite opportunities that you've had, you know, it takes something, tell me, you know, some parting advice about people. Obviously you have so much success, um, from everything you've done. Um, tell me a little bit of advice for people pitching, um, 
And uh, yes, you could finish question two in my in my large mm. stacked question from a few minutes ago. Uh, advice for people pitching. Um, so keep in mind, I'm saying this as someone who's fairly new to pitching. Um, and hasn't so, raised a penny yet. <laughs> right. I've not raised anything yet. Fun? <laughs> so, uh, but I, I do have some advice, which is start, um, start early, far earlier than you anticipate needing to, um, which is advice I received. And um, I've been working like behind the scenes. I've been preparing for this for over half a year, um, just properly building out the business case, the projections, building out the pitch deck, uh, practicing with advisors, all of that. Um, so that's definitely one. Uh, start far, far earlier than you might think that you need. And the other thing that I've noticed is very important is having a good group of advisors. I could not do anything that I'm doing right now um, without the team of advisors that is supporting me. Uh, they have been the f getting advisors, first of all, because um, I think it's fair to say every human as individuals, we will question ourselves and you will have self-doubt yeah. and having this group of people who are uh, lending their expertise and by default, believing in you really helps, you know, push that confidence in those times of questioning yourself. Um, but then they're also there as, as, as support and, and backup. So um, it's, I find, I find pitching, maybe it's because it's new. I find it a very daunting task in the sense that it's intimidating because I've never done it before. So I have to learn a lot of new things. And that's what I've been doing over the past uh, six plus months uh, with the help of the advisors. So um, yeah, advisors and start early would be my advice. Well, I think that's really good. And it comes um, so generously from you, one of my favorite professors and scrum masters and now CEOs and chapter your uh, uh, chapter leadership here with the eSports Trade Association. Mm -hmm. Jason, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. We want to keep our word and stay at 30 minutes. Please let our guests and audience know where they can find you and your event that's around the corner. Absolutely. Uh, so the best place to find me is on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me either by searching XP Gaming or just my name, Jason Lapine. Uh, you can also find more information on our upcoming XP Game Developer Summit at xpgamesummit.com. Or if you want to learn more about the company and the opportunities here, that's at xpgaming.biz. A uh, lot of XP in there, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm very uh, easy to find, easy to connect with, and happy to connect with any listener of this podcast. So thank you for listening and thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. And thank you for being a member and a leader of the Esports Trade Association. And there we have it, another great show. I'm your host, Megan Van Petten. Thank you for joining us. <laughs>